Lights Matter, the podcast discussing Michigan public policy through a research lens. Facts Matter is brought to you by the Citizens Research Council of Michigan, a 104-year-old independent nonprofit research organization that provides unbiased information on the significant issues concerning state and local government organization and finance. Our research can be found at crcmich.org. Now, let's dive into the facts that matter. Welcome to another edition of Facts Matter. My name is Joe Steele, and today we are speaking with Bob Schneider, Senior Research Associate at the Citizens Research Council of Michigan. Thanks for taking some time to share some of your thoughts with us today, Bob. Uh, Thank you, Joe. Happy to be here. So today we're going to discuss the latest stimulus package that was passed by Congress and signed by the president recently, the American Rescue Plan Act, and some of the twists actually that, uh, that are included in that, particularly here in Michigan. So while eligible folks around the country are checking their bank accounts for $1,400 stimulus checks, local and state governments are going to see an influx of cash as well. So I want to start there with you, Bob. Uh, how much of this funding will be headed to Michigan, both at the state and the municipality levels? So it, it, it's going to be uh, it's going to be quite a boatload of uh, of money coming into Michigan. Ten point three billion dollars in total. Uh, Five point six billion of that will go directly to the state of Michigan. And mm-hmm. just for comparisons purposes. You know the general fund, the entire general fund for a for a typical year in the state is around eleven billion dollars. So uh, this is you know just over half of maybe an annual uh, annual amount of revenue for the state's for the state's general fund. The rest, about four point four billion, goes out to uh, local units of government, um, counties, uh, cities, uh, townships, you know, other municipalities. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's $250 million uh, reserved at the state level for kind of critical infrastructure projects, undefined, is kind of left, uh, right. left to the state. Um, so uh, that will be a lot of money for both the state and local units uh, around Michigan, um, you know, during, uh, during what for some have been a, a tough year for, uh, during the COVID pandemic. Right. Now, we should mention that that's uh, $10.3 billion out of the $1.9 trillion uh, American Rescue Plan Act that was designed to help you know, provide direct stimulus related to, to COVID um, recovery. So I know we've seen and we've discussed previously on this uh, podcast that the state's budget for next year, fiscal year 22, has kind of been kept afloat and even has a surplus attached to it due in part to some of the previous stimulus acts uh, that have been passed uh, over the course of the last 12 months. Um, But you recently wrote that this particular stimulus uh, provides greater spending flexibility for those states and municipal governments. So where and how can this money be spent? And maybe what are the differences between uh, this act and what was previously issued? Yeah, I I think the biggest uh, benefit to both states and, and local units of government is this this uh, round of stimulus explicitly allows uh, governments to use the new revenue to backfill for revenue shortfalls. That was one of the complaints early uh, with the coronavirus relief fund dollars that uh, that was received by Michigan and other states um, is 
there was not a uh, an allowance to use it to uh, shore up their budgets, which had been impacted by uh, by the uh, you know COVID economy. Um, as you noted, though, the things have the the actual. Uh, revenue decline um, was was fairly marginal in the end. Um, still, I mean, so Michigan uh, will be able to use this money to shore up the remainder because we, revenues are down and they'll go down even more uh, in, in, in 2021. Uh, states and locals will still be able to use this money uh, as they did uh, the previous round of, of stimulus to uh, fund uh, uh, a portion of maybe prison costs, because of course, prisons are operated differently during COVID. Uh, costs for state troopers, uh, um, the, the, the state will have the ability to maybe uh, offset some general fund costs for revenue sharing. And, and those are some of the, uh, the strategies used um, last year that will continue to be available um, to the state. And it means the state's the state's general fund situation looking forward, if we go back to, if we go up to 2023, mm-hmm. um, our, our revenues are still um, lagging behind spending. So mm-hmm. um, even though we're sitting on a lot of one-time money, um, we still have sort of a structural imbalance in revenues and spending um, looking ahead. But th- that will not take up this whole, this whole, this whole pot. So the, the, uh, the other things uh, that, that, that the, this money can be used for is uh, direct, uh, direct assistance to individuals and businesses. So, uh, you know, business relief, individual relief, um, premium pay for sort of frontline workers. And then really, uh, really important, uh, the, the Stimulus uh, Act allows states to use this for some specific critical infrastructure needs uh, water and sewer infrastructure and uh, mm. and broadband infrastructure and those are both those are both big needs and and, and legitimate big needs I think na- nationwide um, and no doubt a lot of this money will will be able to uh, help address some of those issues. Now, I can imagine legislative offices and the governor's office are fielding phone calls from folks you know wondering where and how that money might be might be spent and if it might be spent in their particular industry or their particular place of, uh, of work. But one thing I did not hear you mention was roads as it comes yeah. to infrastructure and where this money can be spent. I've heard folks talk about this as an opportunity because before COVID, as everyone knows, the big uh, idea, the big um, plan was to, was to fix the roads. Uh, but not, I did not hear you mention that in terms of infrastructure and where this money can be spent. Right. The, the letter of the law here would would imply that that it cannot be used um, directly to uh, like it can for broadband infrastructure, water, sewer infrastructure. Those things are specifically flagged. There's not an allowance for it to be used for a big uh, road infrastructure investment where where it may come into play is it as we talked about it. It's this money can be used to offset revenue losses. And if you look at uh, road revenues right now. I did look mm-hmm. back uh, when we were doing some of our webinars on the budget in the last couple of weeks. Um, we're, we're down, it looked like we're down about $250 million um, in revenue that we typically would get from the gasoline tax registration fees, mainly gasoline. We're, we're not driving, you know, as much as uh, I'm certainly not as, as I, as I used to, um, during the, during the pandemic. So Mm -hmm. I I do think there would be an opportunity to use some of the money to backfill for that revenue shortfall, but not to do new stuff. So, um, 
the 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 one piece that probably could be used for roads is that special allocation of $250 million that Michigan will get for general infrastructure. You could put that into roads, but uh, uh, that, 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 would, uh, that would only be a down payment, I guess. Yeah, I don't think 250 million would get you too far. We're looking at some of the numbers that we're talking about pre, pre-COVID and, and what it would take to, uh, to fix the roads here in Michigan. Uh, there was one big caveat. I want to point people to the uh, the website crcmich.org to read more about this uh, situation, what we're talking about today. But there was one big caveat in the blog post uh, about where um, states uh, and municipalities are, are not able to spend uh, the money. And one of those is, um, is on tax cuts. And, and there's an interesting uh, twist as it relates to that in Michigan. So first, what is the limitation on tax cuts uh, when it comes to states and municipalities uh, receiving and spending this money? Right. So the the Stimulus Act specifically prohibits states um, and only states, interestingly. So local units, mm-hmm. the, the, that, the prohibition does not apply to local units. Okay. Um, states cannot uh, cut taxes and then use this stimulus money to backfill. So if I want to cut my income tax rate, uh, by a half percent, and that saves uh, that that reduces revenue by two hundred fifty million dollars. The state then cannot use that the stimulus funds to uh, to shore up and, and cover that two hundred fifty million dollar hole. If they do, they would need to pay it back to the federal government. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot. Uh, that language is not well defined, so there's a lot of questions about okay, what is, exactly does this mean mm-hmm. um, that are being asked right now? And mm-hmm. uh, hopefully, states will get some some guidance on that in terms of uh, how to interpret that that provision. But generally, you can cut taxes, but if you do, you can't use the stimulus money to to backfill for it, or you need to give it back. Well, as if it weren't bad enough to have the language be defined vaguely like that. There's a specific twist as it relates to Michigan and a income tax trigger or income tax reduction trigger that's already on the books here in Michigan. So can you tell us about that trigger and how this stimulus uh, funding might uh, in fact pull that trigger? Yeah. So the the income tax trigger, uh, the, the, the income tax rate trigger was put into law in 2015, just as background, uh, when in the, the blog talks a little bit about this to folks mm-hmm. go to the website. As right. uh, the, part of that road funding package and to make it a little more palatable, what was put in uh, into the law was a trigger um, that would automatically reduce the income tax rate um, in instances where general fund growth um, exceeded an inflation rate. And so specifically, that trigger becomes effective. It is not effective yet. It becomes effective starting in 2023. In 2023, state economists who do the revenue forecasting will look back on revenue um, starting in fiscal year 2021 um, and then look at revenue, general fund revenue in fiscal year 2022. How much did revenue grow? And then how much was how much was inflation over that uh, over that time period um, adjusted for a multiple uh, multiplier that's in the law uh, so sort of an inflation proxy and if 
growth in revenue exceeds that, um, that inflation, that regular inflation growth, then the income tax rate would be cut. Uh, and um, by an amount, you know, the, the rate would come down um, sufficiently to give back that excess revenue. If, if, if uh, the revenue growth exceeded inflation by $50 million, then it would be cut enough to give $50 million back uh, to the taxpayers. So what that means for Michigan is it's significant for two reasons. The, the base year forever for this will be fiscal year 2021. Right. Um, in 2023 and 2024, 2025 is every time we look at whether the trigger be, is implemented, we will look back to a base year of fiscal year 2021. Fiscal year 2021 under current projections is, is going to be a very low year for general fund revenue because we are expecting revenues to continue to fall. Um, you know, in, even as we open up a little bit, revenues are still projected to decline and it will be an sort of an unusually low year and, and, and it will get even worse. I just will bring up a point that we made in the blog. Uh, what else we found out in this stimulus act is the federal government and by default, the state government then will not be uh, co collecting income tax on unemployment insurance benefits. And that really helped bail the state out in 2020. Mm. Um, we collected, we withheld over a half billion dollars in Michigan for the Michigan income tax um, from unemployment benefits. Presumably that will all be refunded when, when folks do their filings in April or May now that the tax deadline is, right, has been right. extended. So, so our current projections show we, we're going to need to um, cut taxes by $190 million um, in, in 2023 due to this trigger. And in all, in all likelihood, it's going to be much deeper because, uh, because that unemployment insurance impact is, is probably going to lead to revenue projections declining a lot um, between now and next May. Now, that as you noted in, the, uh, in, in your question, Joe, um, this all then comes back to this prohibition on, on tax cuts. How will this be viewed in terms of the new Stimulus Act? Um, this is not a new, uh, the, the stimulus act talks about changes in law and changes in regulation that occur right. um, after the stimulus act was, was passed basically since March. This is in our law already. Um, so if, if this is triggered as it appears it will be and we, we have a, re a revenue loss, what does this mean for Michigan? Does this mean we can backfill uh, with the stimulus funds because this was pre-existing in our law or uh, will we, have to eat this revenue, or maybe even if we're still uh, trying to do some balancing with the stimulus funds in 2023, um, uh, you know, will we have to pay pay some money back because because of how the federal government interprets this trigger? Um, yeah, you're talking about that, having to backfill having to backfill um, a potential tax cut that is triggered by the income level being so high, and therefore having to give back, right. give back some of the money, right? Right. In 2021, in, 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 in FY21, being such a low year, yeah. uh, that will make it much more likely. It's already projected now that, that it will get triggered. Um, revenues are probably going to get even lower. And it doesn't just, we're not just talking 2023 now. The 2021 uh, fiscal year will be used as a base throughout all of time under the under okay. the current law, 2024, 2025. The fact that we'll have this sort of um, artificially low year for that base um, will mean it's more likely, it doesn't guarantee it will be tripped, but it makes it more likely 
um, indefinitely into the future that that'll get triggered in any given year. Yeah, it should be noted this 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 trigger was put in place in 2015, so no one could project that 2021 would be such a would be the year, right? And it'd be <laughs> such a low year to have that year be the base year going forward for all of time, like you just mentioned. So to have this low year be the base for all of time is is a strange occurrence <laughs> yes right and in, and certainly not foreseen in, in 2015 uh when the road package was was passed right. uh, no one no one knew COVID was coming probably no one knew what COVID was at that time right so we noted that um it was noted in the blog that uh, uh states have until 2024 to spend this um this stimulus money uh is there a way to avoid the trigger by spending it sooner. That's a lot of money to spend, but uh, is that is that possible? Uh, it wouldn't avoid the trigger, um, but mm. it could it, it could avoid you know it, if you spent the money before twenty twenty three, you could potentially have that money spent, and then you wouldn't have to worry about uh, uh, about having to pay back the federal government. Uh, but is is it, it's probably not feasible. And mm-hmm. quite frankly, it's it, it wouldn't be wise to do that either. I yeah. think again, the the big the big bang to me, the big bang uh, out of this is the fact that I think most states um, are going to have a significant amount. They, the, after you do all the backfilling, after you uh, you 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 do any kind of COVID response, um, uh, you're going to have money left over, I think for sure. And, and being able to, uh, to make some kind of transformational investments in water and sewer uh, infrastructure, in mm-hmm. broadband infrastructure will be really valuable. And, and that's going to take time. Quite frankly, I think um, right, right. it would be helpful if we, we even added it, you know, if the, if the federal government allowed us to do, you know, spend this by depositing it into a fund that allows us to spend it be over the next 10 years, because this isn't a 10 year problem. Right. This isn't a three year problem. This is a 10, 20 year problem um, you right. Know, right now, uh, especially on the water and sewer side. Well, given, given that trigger that we have being a, a COVID induced, you know, low year, is there anything that can be done to you know, adjust that base or not have the state be in a position where they have to, you know, give money back and be able to use it for what it was intended to be used for. Because as we mentioned, this trigger has been in the books since 2015. Yeah, it is in statute. So yes, there, there certainly are legislative fixes uh, that, uh, that, that could be made um, to help with this issue. I've read media accounts. There's been, uh, I've, I've seen some discussion of, uh, maybe instead of having a single base year, you do uh, uh, you do sort of a moving average of three or right, four right. years, um, so that you don't have this uh, this uh, you know this low year impact that we that we just talked about. Um, so there there are fixes. Those those you know anytime uh, you dabble with changing uh, the, the something that could be viewed as sort of a tax. Uh, uh, a tax increase or, or minimizing the likelihood of a, of a tax cut that can be politically challenging. Um, but there are fixes that could be done and, and, and it would probably be advisable to, to kind of step back, recognize that, that, that you know, this FY21 is, is very likely going to be an unusually low, below trend year for general fund 
and, and find a way if we need the trigger. I mean, there are reasons why you know, this is one of the reasons why this sort of uh, built in uh, triggers where we automatically have tax rate reductions without right. being able to decide based on the context where we're at um, sometimes can be flawed. Um, you know, this, this would be, uh, you know, a change to that base year modifying it in some way would, would probably be wise. It's, it, it, I don't think that was the intent at the time to, to, okay. to make FY21 the, the, the base year, knowing that it's going to be well below what the, what the normal general fund trend revenue would be. Yeah, no one, uh, I don't think anyone could have predicted what 2020 and 2021 would have looked like, especially back in 2015 when this law was put uh, into place and the, and the trigger uh, and the trigger put there. The good news is it appears that um, the state and municipalities will in some ways be made whole through this, uh, through this stimulus. The, uh, but there's always, there's always a, a catch or a trick as we talked about. So hopefully the, the legislature and, and those in, in, uh, in policy making um, uh, decision-making places can, can take it and, and, uh, and, and make the best decisions going forward with this, uh, with this money. Anything else that we did not cover related to uh to this stimulus and what it means for Michigan and our cities? Uh, no, I, you know, I think, I, I think the state and, and, and municipalities, you know, cities, cities in particular uh, really got hit, hit hard with uh, those 24 cities. I think it is that, 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 uh, that uh, assess an income tax, mm -hmm. they got to hit especially hard. So mm -hmm. uh, the revenue will be a big boon to them. I, I think uh, both at the state and local level, uh, policymakers would be wise to one think about uh, what do we need for COVID. We don't know when the pandemic is going to end. Um, you know, for sure, we're hopeful it's soon, but we're, mm -hmm. that's that's not a certainty yet. Um, this this will ensure uh, at the state and local level we have enough funds to to to, to get through the pandemic. Um, lots of money already for testing and contact tracing and vaccines, but now we know we have we have enough, and it would be probably wise to sort of uh, to to hold some of that in reserve um, to make sure we you know we we have sufficient funding down the road. Um, it's going to allow the state and locals. Um, to look at their budgets again, can do and continue to kind of do use this to fund shift and make sure uh, that where revenues are down, they they can they can backfill and uh, and not have to you know, cut uh, general government operations substantially. And then again, I just think that that the the, the, the to me the likelihood is there will be uh, a lot of money left over after those things are completed and. Uh, and the potential for significant infrastructure investments, um, you, you know, in water and sewer and broadband areas, um, I, I think could really move the needle on both those issues. And that's, that's a positive. Yeah. Well, good. Well, thank you so much uh, for, uh, for spending some time here, uh, Bob. Good insights. I encourage everyone to take a look at the blog that was posted at crcmich.org for a little bit more information and uh, we'll see what happens. So thank you, Bob. And, and we will, uh, we'll talk again soon. All right. Thanks so much, Joe. Appreciate it. Along with this podcast, the Citizens Research Council of Michigan produces blogs, research papers, op-eds, and other resources to better inform Michigan citizens and policymakers. As an independent nonprofit, our work is funded by Michigan corporations, foundations, and individuals like yourself. If you like what you've heard, please consider making a donation by visiting crcmich.org and clicking on Get Involved. 
Thank you for your support.